TLC. Welcome to the Deep End Podcast. Um, my name is Travis, and I am with uh, Chris today. Chris, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so how's life been? Life is good overall. Yeah. Um, been some stressful times, but overall right. good. I don't know why. I mean, nothing really is going on around here. Yeah, nothing's going on around no. True Life Christian Church. Um, building process is... Uh, Coming. It's been a long journey, but it's yeah. coming, and we're getting there. We're getting close to. Uh, it's exciting. Heading in. It is exciting. Building. Yeah, like, yeah. I just drove by here a little bit ago. I saw some cars out there, and yeah, uh, I think they're inside getting the floors done right now. I mm-hmm. think the big project, and uh, I think they're going to look awesome. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Concrete, but uh, painted, so that'll right. be good. And uh, I think it'll look good. But yeah, um, everything else looks good. We've painted the kids' rooms in a lot of ways, and uh, they look awesome. That's great. So we're getting there. It's just yeah, that's uh, exciting. I'm probably what a month away. Ah, uh, probably around a month. We're shooting yeah. for Easter. Uh, we'll great. see if that timetable holds up. Well, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Easter will be in and begin the journey of uh, new building. So good right, stuff. Well, thanks for uh, doing this podcast with me. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, this, is, this is great. This is the third one. I did one with uh, Josiah. Yeah. Um, about a month ago. How'd Dean, that bum do? Did he do okay? Uh, he did all right. He did. Decently well. Um, Decently it, was, well. it was fun. I haven't heard any complaints, which is um, a first for Josiah. But he hadn't put a sixty-day notice in yet, has he? Not because yet. it was so no. bad, or right. no, no, no. no. I, I haven't heard anything. You would probably hear <laughs> about that more th- faster than I would. Yeah, I haven't heard anything on that front. So right, that's a running joke with Josiah and uh-huh. the staff is the yeah. sixty-day notice. So sixty-day no- that's sixty-day. A long day. Notice. It is a long notice. I don't know it's where like, we got that, but it is in the. Like, uh, hey, I'm going to quit in two months, but you're going to have to deal with me. Yeah. Until then. Yeah, I mean, uh, we hate you, but you got to stick with me for uh, sixty more days. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going on there. And uh, then you did one with Dean, right? Yeah, Dean. Dean was uh, Dean was awesome. Um, he didn't cry once. No way. And he, he was very proud of that moment. And I was like, dang it, I wanted to get him to cry. And he didn't. He didn't great. cry. You didn't talk he about didn't the Cowboys once. losing then. You should have um, talked about the Cowboys losing. Yeah, like, it was in my back pocket. But, like, I just I felt so bad about that. Like, I don't, I didn't want to get to that, that low. Yeah, well, you either get Cowboys or you talk about Maddie. Madison, you know, his daughter. Right. I mean, if you talk about Maddie, he'll cry on that one, too. So. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, That's good. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, how's life been for you? What, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Uh, good. Just busy uh, with the building. But then also, uh, some cool things happen around here. Yeah. Uh, we've been really, over the last seven or eight years, working on uh, our church becoming a little bit more vulnerable and open with each other. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the steps really we took this year, uh, it's been awesome so far, is we've brought in a full-time counselor, Scott Schneider. Uh, yes. Put a little plug in for him if you uh, need counseling. Uh, he's coming in on Mondays right now. and That's uh, So through that, though, we've seen people beginning to open up and uh, yeah. begin to uh, really push past the shame that our culture oftentimes puts on being right. weak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for that, it's been a really, really cool deal. And uh, I've been seeing progress in our church over the last uh, few years, but especially here of late. Uh, I know in our own personal life group, uh, we've been seeing it with some of our people. Uh, this past Tuesday was awesome to hear some of our people begin to break through of some of the shame that they felt, uh, even from childhood, and mm-hmm. uh, some of the pain that they've had, right. and to begin to open up and share. And it excites my heart, um, because I think that's a, that's a step in the healing process. It's yes. not uh, full healing, but there's, uh, there's a process in that. And so... We're seeing that, and then Scott coming in, man, we've got multiple people, and I just told our church here a couple of weeks ago about Scott and his ministry here, and uh, I just, I want to celebrate that our people are weak, 
Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I think in the church today, sometimes we put this uh, stereotype that we all got to be strong. And um, I think that's been uh, something we've been trying to reverse the tide and say the gospel is actually for the weak. So to admit that you're weak is actually an awesome, awesome deal of uh, a really first step of really receiving the gospel of Jesus is is understanding weakness. And so that that's been good um i've had you know journeys of trying to help people who are, are really going through messes lately in their lives and so that's been a little bit of a um a struggle for me just trying to figure out how to help but mm-hmm. uh but it's been good as well and so we're walking through that uh family life is good uh a wife and i are doing well and uh it's been a good season for us um, after um some struggles you know a couple of years ago and we've been walking through the struggles, but uh, been good of late. And the kids mm-hmm. are growing up. Um, had a good basketball season with Carson's team. Uh, yeah. Did well and had a good time coaching them. And uh, now we're on to baseball. And Avery's just Avery. So what yeah. are you going to say? Miss Sassy, is it's her birthday today, actually. So oh, well, happy birthday, Avery. Number eight for yeah. Avery today. And so that's what that's we're great. celebrating. But uh, overall, good. I bought way too many cookies from her. From uh, our Girl yes. Scout. Girl Scout, Girl like, Scout man. Way too many. So um, there's a pl- there's a shameless plug for you next year. My daughter, yes. she's in Girl Scouts again, sells cookies, and we would love your money because we like gifts right. for selling lots of Girl Scout cookies. Right. And I did. And I bought, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, there's... Now, here's the real question, Travis. Way too many. How many of those boxes have you eaten? Um, By now, probably... I'd say half. I mean, I it has just. No, wait, been wait, wait. No, let's get into let's get into some okay, numbers. What, what's, what, half? What, what's half? What's half? Okay. Did you order so, four boxes or did no, you go? No, I ordered. Um, did you oh, get twelve, man, I, sixteen. Almost, Are you ashamed to say was, it? I think it was. Uh, it was forty-two dollars. Forty-two dollars worth. Forty-two dollars worth of, uh, of cookies, which I believe is like two or three boxes at these prices now, um, but. Uh, no, I think it was like six, seven boxes. So what's your favorite? It always used to be the Tagalongs. Yes. The, the peanut there. butter with yes. the chocolate. Or anything. Like, yes. Those were awesome. Um, but late, like, I think S'mores is uh, about Ooh, to... S'mores about to catch like, up. Like, overtake. Yeah, because oh. I, I can never have enough S'mores cookies, and I, they're amazing. They're, they're amazing. Good. Yeah. And we do the thin mints, but we uh, do them in the freezer. You had them in the freezer. I've had it, I have had them in the freezer. They, they they're very good in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I am not a big, not a big fan, fan of. Uh, I, I don't like mint and chocolate together. Ooh. I'm not a big mint. You're and chocolate not a guy. York peppermint patty kind of guy. Not really, no. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, like if you give me a mint. So in other words, your breath stinks all the fine. time, right? No, no. no like uh, uh, give me a mint outside, oh, okay. it's perfectly okay. fine. Give me chocolate by itself. That's fine too. Here's another but shameless together, plug, though, man. If you you need to come to True Life and get our new mints that we got uh, from Sam's Club, they're we got amazing. Mints. I didn't even know we had mints. Oh, That's we got awesome. mints, and they are amazing. Good so enough. forget about Jesus. Just come for the mints, right? Come for the mints. I'm yeah. just joking. That's, no, that... Yeah, but the mints are amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, we like the 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 mint patties. They're pretty good. So All right, so uh, we are finishing up Giant Killers. We are. Um, by the time that everyone listens to this, all three of them. We will um, have slayed the giant. We will have slayed that, the giant. Of that exactly. series. Yes. Yeah, six weeks. Mm-hmm. 
been so, good. Yeah, it's been great. I've, I've loved this uh, series. So, good, good. Uh, where did you... What was uh, the mentality of going into this? Um, honestly, uh, we got a vision coordinating team uh, mm-hmm. that surrounds me. Uh, we just put together this last year, and uh, I've been really leaning on them for sermon ideas. And we had a couple of people who were like, hey, we would love to hear. We're going through some uh, moments in our lives that just seem like they're huge moments, giant moments. And uh, what if we did a series on facing your giants? And so that sort of uh, rolled us off into, okay, let's do uh, David and Goliath. And um, I began to look for resources out there uh, for some more understanding of what's going on in that story. Mm-hmm. And um, found a, a book, uh, Way to Be Brave, um, by a pastor in Texas. And uh, he wrote a book, Way to Be Brave, and it was all about David and Goliath. Uh, but the premise, honestly, was um, we usually look at chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, uh, the story of David and Goliath, and we really isolate that thing and just look at it, and we try to get takeaways, and we tend to make it about us. Right. Um, and his thing was chapter 16 is actually uh, the precursor to 17 that you have to hit 16 if you're going to understand 17. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I just gravitated toward that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's right here in chapter 16. Uh, to understand Face Your Giants, you first got to understand chapter 16 when... And when um, Prophet Samuel comes on the scene and is looking for the next king and comes to the house of Jesse and mm-hmm. um, ultimately anoints David as the next king. And, uh, and through that anointing, um, God's spirit comes on David is what it says uh, there in verse 10, 11. And, and it, it goes off of Saul, King Saul, the spirit does. It goes out of Saul and goes on to David. And he was just commenting about how um, David, because the Spirit came upon him, could actually go to the forefront of the battle line and face Goliath. And for me, like, light bulbs started going off. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. But if you really look at the story, story it makes sense. And uh, how the Spirit of God is actually the one who gives us power and love and self-discipline is what Paul's going to say to Timothy uh, in the New Testament. He's going to say the Holy Spirit gives us that. He, he, he drives out fear and uh, he gives us that spirit of power and i'm like well it makes sense why david went to the battlefront like when he shows up on the scene he's ready to rock and roll right. with david or with goliath but it's because um the spirit had empowered him and and given him the courage to go there and so as we dove into chapter 16 um man i was just encouraged i was like wow there's so much here that we need to delve into and and um this week uh actually josiah's gonna be speaking he's gonna be speaking on uh, giant slayers are trained people, and right. uh, we're going to take a look at how uh, David was on the backfields uh, with sling and stone training uh, for that moment when he realizes he does not need Saul's equipment, King Saul's equipment, when King Saul hands him the equipment, and he tries it, he's like, it's not me, and it's because he had been training on the backfield. So we'll be talking about that this week with uh, Josiah, but um, it's been good. It's been uh, a challenging thing for me. I've got my own giants right now. I had a buddy the other day text me. He's like, all right, dude, what's your giants right now? What are you facing? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just shared a little bit about some of my giants that are in my way. Um, but one of the things I think we need to really distinguish, I, I, I caught on to this, is sometimes I think we look at certain situations and say, these are our giants, when they're actually not necessarily the giants that we're facing. And I'll give you one example of that. I had a lady who, about week three, uh, texted me and said, when you said sometimes cancer is not the ultimate giant, 
or illness or a relationship is not the ultimate giant. There's things underlying your heart that are really the giants. She said that God really spoke to her in that moment and said that cynicism is your giant. And so yeah. she's like, I've been dealing with a cynical heart toward God. And I've been really lacking hope and um, in, the, in the last few months. And she's like, and God's spirit really pointed out that that's your giant. What you thought, what I thought was one thing ended up the spirit of God pointing out a greater thing at the depths of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I think what we do as Christians is we look at the external things and say, oh, these are the giants. And yet God's like, I want your heart more than I do anything else. And there are things that are waging war on your heart. Right. And we, I want to really deal with those things on the inside. And uh, mm-hmm. that was a really cool moment for me to hear that. Um, because I think sometimes we think of giants as more external conditions rather than the internal conditions of the heart. Right. Um, and so that was a really cool moment during the series that really um, I don't know, came to life for me. I was like, wow, somebody got that. You know, yeah. Somebody really understands that ultimately... Um, your attitude while you go through cancer is as much of a giant as the cancer itself. Yes. Um, yes. I just, in fact, on my way here, um, y- you know, on my drive here, I got a phone call from someone, um, and they just uh, found out that their relative has cancer. And uh, my first thought was, wow, they're, the giant's right there. And the spirit just sort of reminded me, yes, that's a giant, but there are other giants there that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And it may be the giant of unbelief. Um, right. And I asked this person whether their relative knows Jesus or not, and they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, we got a bigger giant in the room. Yeah. I mean, the cancer is there, but maybe maybe the cancer is going to, what's going to happen is, is going to awaken them to see Jesus. And... And salvation found you. So it's one of those things of, I think sometimes we say, this is the giant, but we miss out on some of the deeper things of God that he wants to do in the heart. So, yeah. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. And what what's great is, uh, um, I don't know if you touched on this at all, but when David was going to face Goliath, mm-hmm. um, if he truly trusted in God, yep. he would have only grabbed one, one stone. Yeah. Um, but, because the... The only giant that was there was Goliath. But he grabbed, what, two or three? I forget five, exactly. yeah. Yeah, five. Because yeah. he knew that Goliath had brothers and sisters. Yes. We... That he knew that God, that Goliath was going to, wasn't the only giant that he was going to face. Yeah. And I... I think that a lot of times it's when we are preparing our hearts for, when we're preparing ourselves for the one giant that we mm-hmm. see in front of us, um, once we slay that giant, we still feel that emptiness inside of us, and we still feel that void, and we still feel as if nothing's right. Yeah. Um, it's because we didn't take care of all the giants at the same time, and we didn't mm-hmm. realize that that wasn't the only giant in our lives. Absolutely. I, I know for me, studying, getting right for the series, Lou Giglio's book, Life Must Fall, was one of the resources I used, and he talks about that. How the Bible actually describes that Goliath had other brothers, mm-hmm. and they were just as big and just as strong. And uh, how he, he points out in his book how when you defeat one Goliath, there's another Goliath behind him mm-hmm. that's coming. And because he ultimately, David defeats Goliath, doesn't mean it's over. 
There, there's right. more coming. And I think that's true in all of our lives, right? We, we push through and we defeat one Goliath and uh, another Goliath comes at some point. Right. Uh, and we always, you know, we say it all the time and I've heard it and I've said it to our churches. Um, you may be coming out of a storm, but another storm is on the horizon. And it's sort of that truth with Goliath, right? You get through one Goliath and, and you find victory there and yet there's another Goliath waiting for you. And sometimes I think, I go back, you know, sometimes the Goliath that we think that we defeated is not the really the ultimate Goliath that is really there. Right. Uh, and I know Giglio talks about that in his book quite a bit of uh, some of the giants that he's faced and that we all face. Um, and uh, whether, and I, I think we get into the whole suicidal thing, uh, which we've talked about our church a few times of... Uh, there are source idols that are deep within us. Uh, for me, it's approval. Approval is a huge mm-hmm. source of idol of mine. Uh, I like to be a people pleaser. I like to hear that you're mm-hmm. doing well. Right. And but it can drive me, and, and it oftentimes drives me into when I'm not hearing it into depression and into mm-hmm. dark days. And uh, God's like, you know, that's a huge Goliath for you that is in your way. Right. And um, I know for others it's comfort. I know. Um, for some, it's the power, it's control. Um, I think Tim Keller uh, talks about that in Counterfeit Gods uh, book and awesome stuff to understand at the depths of us. There are things that are burning and churning uh, that really drive us. And oftentimes we think that what, what we think is the Goliath is actually something deeper. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that uh, you're right. There's another Goliath on the horizon. Well, and so, I think a lot of times, and I think that the reason why this... David versus Goliath story is so easy to tell and easy to mm-hmm. recreate is because David himself is so relatable. Yes. From the fact that, like, as a child, he was never, like, never truly loved and a part of the family. And we've all, like, everyone deals mm-hmm. with loneliness and not being yep. accepted. And yep. um, to Goliath wasn't even the biggest giant that he faced this yeah. big, the biggest giant that he faced was himself himself you got it with Bathsheba and yeah. I think that a lot of times we always look outward and we say that that right there that that's causing me this pain is my is what I have to deal with and a lot of times all you can really do is just deal with the giant inside and you got it Travis and that's a huge thing that we've been yeah that's a huge thing we even talked about this in young men's study the other night as we were looking at marriage in our group, and the authors were pointing out this, that the greatest enemy to you is you. And that's something we as humans don't want to really delve into. We don't really want to go there because it gets scary. Mm -hmm. But there's some truth to that, that inside of us, Jesus said that inside of us we are dirty. You know, we... We think, and he, he relates it to the mouth. He's like, it's not what comes out of the mouth. It's what comes from inside mm-hmm. um, that's really dirty and unclean. And uh, there's there's that whole principle of going down to the depths of us and really seeing some of the garbage and seeing some of the things we don't want to see. And yet that's where God wants to do the ultimate healing. That's where God wants to do the ultimate work of salvation is at the depths of us. Right. And um, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're spot on it uh, with that. Um, one of the things I do want to just point out for us, you know, we started in week one and uh, we said to our church that ultimately in the story, what we do is we say that be like David. Right. And we've missed the whole point um, because Jesus on the road to Emmaus, after he resurrects, you know, he, he's walking with two guys and he, tell, he tells them that I'm going to point out to you everything from the law about me, the law and prophets about me. 
And so he just walks. I would love to have been a fly near them to mm-hmm. hear all of the Old Testament is about Jesus. Like right. it's all pointing to Jesus. And so what we told our church is you are not David. In fact, if anybody in the story, you are the brothers and the other troops who are cowering in the corner who can't do this on your own. And Jesus is the greater David. Jesus is the one who ultimately comes to the battlefront and fights on our behalf. Right. Um, he is the, I love this idea, he's the substitute that uh, takes our place where we should have been. We should have been on the right. battlefront, but we can't do it because we don't have the power to do it. Right. And Jesus comes on the battlefront. And Goliath is uh, really sin, death, and hell, uh, ultimately. And Jesus comes on the forefront and he slays sin and death and hell for our victory. And um, I think that's something we got to remember is that it's, and I told our church, now the great news is this, Galatians 2.20 talks about this, that now Christ lives in every believer in Jesus. He now lives inside of us. And because he's the ultimate giant slayer, he now lives within us. Guess what we become? Right. We become giant slayers. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of us. It's because of his power that's now within us. And so we got to tap into that power. And that's what we really talked about with David. How do we tap into that power uh, through our identity? We talked about that through the spirit. Uh, we've talked about being tested. Uh, last week was on testing, something none of us will ever want to talk about. You know, when God right. sends us through testing. And uh, yet, Peter's going to say it's for our faith that it might be what more genuine than gold, and it might be uh, really uh, refined in the fire, is what uh, Peter says in First Peter 1. So it's that whole idea that even in our testing, God is doing a work because Christ is now coming to the forefront. You know, right. And so, yeah, that's where we went for the whole series. It was a good series. I've heard some good stuff from people. Um, hopefully it challenged us, but also encouraged us. I'm hoping that. Um, yeah as we walk through and hopefully uh, I know I got my own giants and right now that you know I'm facing and God's really convicting me like hey bud you just preached on this right what are you doing about it like it's one of those things like you're still trusting yourself mm. you're still leaning on your own strength you're still uh, thinking that you are the victor and you've forgotten it's me um, and so lean and press and tap into me uh, on a daily basis and that's hard at times because we humans yes um, tend to want to wander on our own like mm-hmm. we we want to tend to be our own god in our own right. uh strength and uh all we do is wear ourselves out when we do that and yeah. uh, we forget that god is ultimately the one who fights the battles and i love david recognize that right so yeah yeah it's been a good series all right so now we're going into a new sermon series and uh what are we going into uh, starting on March 31st, we're hitting a series on Thanksgiving or thankfulness called 10,000 Reasons from Matt Redman's song, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. I thought yes. that was a catchy little thing. Um, I think sometimes we forget there are 10,000 reasons for our hearts to find to be thankful to God. Right. And uh, so as we enter a season where we'll be going into a new church building, a uh, process that's been going on for years, um, trying to get that established, we thought, man, as we go in, let's uh, let's remind ourselves that we got 10,000 reasons to be thankful to God for what he has been sure doing did. and uh, what he's going to do in the future. And so that's where we're right. going. Start March 31st, we'll do seven weeks through Mother's Day. We'll culminate it with being thankful for your mama. Nice. And so uh, we thought that would be a good um, last sermon to that. And then we'll go into graduation Sunday. And, and then I'm just going to make something up that's on the good. fly on May 26th, because it's standalone. Awesome. Make it open mic. Make it open mic, something. Yeah. Like, something. Hey, who wants to come up here and talk? Like, yeah, something. That, that's that's dangerous, fun. man. That is, um, that is dangerous. dangerous. Um, um, but yeah, we'll be doing that. And then uh, June 2nd, man, we got our backyard project uh, where we will have no church service that morning. 
uh, we'll be going out into the community to serve and just be the hands and feet of Jesus to people. And so that's we're awesome. excited about that. That is very exciting. And then, uh, yeah, so that's where we're going. But uh, the next series is 10,000 Reasons. Uh-huh. So that's where we're going to be heading. Um, so I just, I'm looking at the, uh, the list of all the, the weeks that we're having and all the sermons. Um, it looks pretty deep. Like, there, like there's some things that you're like, you're telling us to be thankful for that like, it's going to make me squirm, like being thankful for our struggles. That That's going to be one, one entire week. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, we'll be talking about May 5th, uh, which I thought was funny on Cinco de Mayo, where yeah. we're usually um, drinking it up and partying. Right. We're going to talk about struggles. Maybe yeah. that's maybe people are drinking up because hey, they're struggling. Yeah. So uh, please come to church. So Don't anyway, um, we'll be talking about that, uh, just struggles and how uh, oftentimes in our struggles we complain and we murmur. And we fail to realize what God is ultimately doing in the midst of our struggles. And um, he's really trying to transform us yeah. in the midst of our struggles. And so we want to talk about that and how that's actually, uh, we can find thankfulness. We're not necessarily thankful for the situation. We're thankful that God is with us and God is transforming us right. in the midst of our struggles. Uh, I want to clarify that. I mean, if you got cancer, I'm not going to go, oh, thank God for cancer. Uh, cancer stinks and uh, cancer is not fun. I've got family members who have battled through it. It's right. not fun watching. No. And yet at the same point, I'm also want to encourage people and saying, okay, God's up to something in the midst of the cancer. God's right. up to something in the midst of the divorce. God's up to something in the midst of the addiction. God's up to something. He wants to do something. Uh, and we want to be thankful it's, in the midst of our struggles for what he is doing. Be so. thankful for God. Despite our struggles, yeah, not, not necessarily because uh, of our he, struggles. Yeah, so and even in the midst of the struggle, yeah, we want to we want to see God and, and thank God for who He is and what He's doing right. and who is. Reminds uh, me of that footprints in the sand poem. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. We'll be uh, you know Easter thankful for hope. Uh, I really want to delve into this idea that we all have a desire for hope. In fact, without hope, um, we're really nothing, and right. uh, and so. We want to take a look at this hope that Jesus brings, and we'll be taking a look at what Peter describes. Apostle Peter says that uh, Jesus is our living hope, and so he is active. Mm-hmm. He is um, you know, risen from the grave, and so now he lives inside of every believer in Jesus, and we want to talk about that. There's a hope there in the midst of all that this chaotic world has thrown our way. Right. Um, and he's going to talk about that with the, with the churches that are being persecuted, uh, that there is a living hope in the midst of the persecution, in the midst of... Um, the pain there is hope so we'll be doing some of that stuff um first week we're just gonna i've been working on that even this morning we're gonna be taking a look at ten thousand reasons from a heart heart to find to be thankful we'll be hitting colossians chapter two uh just a phrase at the end of verse seven that has always caught my attention um he says to be overflowing with thankfulness Mm -hmm. um and you know paul's language there is not just find one or two things to be thankful for, but the heart is overflowing uh, with thankfulness because there are 10,000 reasons for our hearts to find to be thankful. And so we'll be delving into that and just um, taking a look at how actually, uh, because my heart is overflowing with thankfulness, it actually, Paul's going to say this, it guards our heart against the lies of the enemy and the way um, the world has uh, thrown lies our way um, and so that guards our hearts when we're thankful Yeah, and so we'll be taking a look at that so it'll be good um, Secret Thanksgiving Philippians 4 Paul's going to talk about contentment we'll be talking about that and uh, it's going to be really interesting um, as I've yeah, studied well. that passage it's really interesting why Paul can say I know what it's like to have a lot and I know what it's like to have little And uh, but I've learned the secret and the secret of contentment um, mm-hmm. and so we'll be talking about that uh, so it'll be good
yeah, yeah. it'll be good. Sounds great. Well, again, thank you for uh, joining me this week. And uh, uh, we'll see everyone again soon. All right. All Sounds right. good. Thanks, Travis. Thank you.